This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Mm, fella. What's up, man? What's going on? Welcome back. Welcome back. You knew I had to bring giving it up too damn good last time. <laughs> Appreciate that. I like being back. Stoke. <laughs> no doubt, man. So first of all, to start off, I didn't get a chance to say on any of the other shows, rest in peace, Biz Marquis. Man, man, that hurt. That hurt. That hurt was the equivalent of Tupac for me and Biggie. Because of what he meant to me and my growing up in the game of hip-hop. Yeah, me me being uh, of the younger generation of people coming in, like we mm-hmm. didn't, like we had Pac and Big, obviously that we looked up to. But by the yeah. time that I was, you know, kind of finding music and uh, developing my own style, they had already long passed. Yeah. So it, it was, uh, you know, people like Jay Z and Eminem for us. Yeah. Oh no, trust me. If Jay-Z ever leave this earth, God forbid, the world would cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because I said, but yeah, but it's like people don't realize how much Biz Marquis brought to the game. Because also he was one of the guys that originated the beatbox, which is an art of hip hop that no one uses anymore. And he Not was good at him. Know? it's still alive in like certain circles and it's so dope. Uh, like I remember there will be periods of time where I would be going to shows and uh, you know, the, just like a little sidetrack story, but there was a uh, one point in time where I, I showed up to a venue and it was the debut opening of the venue it was the first day. And someone had given very loud files mm-hmm. uh, to play beats and when the engineer started playing it, he didn't have a limiter on the system and it blew out the sound system. Mm. So now they're like, all right, well, it's your turn to go up, but we can't play any of your beats. Mm. Luckily, my boy was there with me. I said, yo, do some beatbox. So he went <laughs> up, grabbed the mic, started beatboxing, and I just spit my bars over over him beatboxing, just adapt yeah. my flow to you know, whatever his tempo was. And yeah. you know it's a beautiful art. It's a beautiful thing when it when it actually happens and it comes together. Yeah, because people realize it's kind of like it, that's the art that is lost because it was nothing hot than hearing somebody beatboxing this person ripping the mic while they were beatboxing. I remember um, one of my homies at this show that I was doing, and I brought him up the beatbox man. I ripped that shit, yo. He was going at it. <laughs> With the beatbox, yeah. So shot. So so yeah. Rest in peace, a legend. Right. Oh, yeah. 
biz market. So let me do my particular so we can get this thing going. All right, big man. For sure. Go ahead. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone trying to start their own podcasting career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, get yourself a profile, monetize today for free, and you get distributed everywhere. So go ahead, go to Anchor right now, and go ahead and get yourself a profile. I am your host, Kevin Arbor, Subway Champ, a.k.a. The Porn Rap Star. You heard this show. You know what it is. Go to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star today to check out my porn, to listen to my music, and my album that I'm going to be having to come out later on this year called Extraordinary, as well as follow me on social media. Also, we are sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about LSworld.com, the perfect place for anyone who's trying to start their life in the lifestyle, in BDSM, or you already in it and you're just trying to find a new place that you can just do some fuckery on. So go to LSworld.com, give yourself a profile. Also, you can find events in your area that you might could attend to start your journey into lifestyle. And we're the proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network, multiple podcasts giving you multiple views of from through the eyes and ears and hearts of black people. Also, while you're there at shopgwdistrict.com, you can get some shopping done from over 500 retailers. I'm talking about fashion, beauty, health, books, masks, jewelry. You so go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, build the black economy so we can create the wealth. Now I'm going to let my smoke buddy for this episode introduce himself. What's up, everybody? This is Peter King back once again. Love coming on here. Love being here. I am a porn performer and producer out in New York City. Uh, Ex-rapper. <laughs> so definitely oh, yeah. a lot to talk about when it comes to music. And you know, just, just always a pleasure to be here. And for everyone, so you know, he has an interview up on Patreon as we speak, and it will be released um, on the Smokers Line for Bonus Smoke Fridays. So, and I always bring my people back for to be a smoke buddy. And the next time I'll be bringing you back, Mr. King, we're going to be on Spotify Green Room. So y'all can hear this live as we record it. So that's going to happen next time we hook up. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to tell you what was crazy. I accidentally Green Room. Because one of the girls I was interviewing, her iPhone wasn't working with the anchor. So I, I was like, we did a complete, we, you know what I'm saying? It just kept messing up. So finally, I heard about Green Room and I checked it out and we did the interview. My dumb ass didn't forgot to, I pressed the button for it to record, but I didn't put the email for it to be sent. <laughs> so I gave like one of the greatest interviews I probably ever gave. And now I got to redo it because <laughs> I didn't do the due diligence to get it sent. But yeah, but it was some people that actually jumped in the room and listened. So I was like, hmm, let me do this. You know what I'm saying? Once I get through these episodes and next time I bring people back, that's where we're going to go. Because I think people will enjoy hearing us record it live and also give them some knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. Uh, that's kind of just like a constant theme that I'm seeing now with all forms of entertainment, of media. People yeah. like that here and now live action yeah it's yeah. just kind of the new wave you know twitter instagram mm -hmm. people just love going live uh listening to other people in real time because i think it creates more of a connection between you and the person that you're listening to yeah because what people don't realize is that part of when you in this business is you have to find a way to connect with your fans and to relate to them 
you know what I'm saying? It helps with sales. It helps with traffic. It helps with all that. So what's some of the things that you do to kind of help your relate to you? Well, there's a lot that I started doing recently. Uh, I noticed that since I'm the primary male talent, like I am a producer, I do direct and produce and record and all that. Above all else, I'm a performer. I mm-hmm. do performances. So I noticed that the some of the things that I started doing to connect more is, all right, here's a free OnlyFans that's only about me. So if uh, the fans are here for me and the stuff that I do, here we go. Check, check me out on OnlyFans. It's free OnlyFans. People are going to come, flock to it. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, so what else do we got? Working for other companies, making myself more available. Because there was a period of time where it was just a matter of, oh, you know what, I'm just going to do my thing, my thing, my thing. But mm-hmm. branching out and working with other companies, yeah, it's a little bit of right here, right now money in the pocket, but it's more so about exposure, getting getting your face out there, getting understood and recognized as a reliable performer. And once you do that, then more people will get in contact with you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, connecting with the fans on another level uh, besides that, you know, uh, even like people like, oh, don't read comments on tube sites. Like, yeah, sure, mm. a bunch of them are fucked up. But when people <laughs> ask, like, who is this? What's this mm. person's name? Or they yeah. ask, like, a particular about the scene. Answer them. Mm-hmm. Talk to yeah. them. Let people know that, hey, you know, you're giving feedback. You know, it's constructive. Or you want to know something. I'll talk mm-hmm. to you. And that people remember that. People remember that interaction. Yeah, because I always tell girls when you start this business and when you start dropping your videos, you become somewhat of an instant celebrity because you will easily be recognized or what have you. And I think a lot of times girls don't understand that when you do that, now you kind of kind of change your movement and the way that you move in the industry as that is you would if you was, let's say, you on love and hip hop. You get what I'm saying? That you have to treat yourself pretty. And and move as a celebrity so people can respect that and look at that at the same token. Look at you as yeah, he's the next yeah, yeah, he does what he does, but damn he cool as shit. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and what I think would help a lot of people kind of internalize that and process that better is just look at your numbers. Just go on mm-hmm. X videos, go on Pornhub, look at how many total views you have. Even mm-hmm. if you're a small amateur company, you probably have 5 million views. Mm-hmm. 5 million people have seen your work. That makes you somewhat of a minor celebrity. Yeah. So that means that people are going to be asking you questions. And obviously, like, when there's bullshit, you don't entertain the bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. There's always going to be people just kind of throw, throwing shade and just hating or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to pay any mind to that. But the real, the important thing is to not let the real genuine fans who want to interact with you and engage with you and have conversations with you, don't make them feel like you're neglecting them, monetize them. Find a way where you could take this person who, oh, you're always in my DMs, you're always trying to talk to me. All right, how about this? Subscribe to my OnlyFans and we could DM as much as you want. Mm -hmm. So now you have this person who, if they really want to talk to you that bad, they'll pay that five, ten, fifteen dollars a month, whatever it is, if it means that they have a greater level of access to you as an individual. Mm-hmm. 
So why is it that girls put more stock into following instead of true fans? Because with men, get more true fans than they get. They get more fans, we get more true fans. You get what I'm saying? So why do women put so much stock into following versus fans while we put stock into fans and customers more than following? Um, I, I don't even think that it's much of a divide between men and women as much because I know there's a lot of men and not even performers, but men who produce, who put mm. so much effort into, I want to crack 50K on Twitter. I want to crack 20K on mm-hmm. IG. And they think that, you know, a lot of people, it's easy to think that this is going to translate to money because more mm-hmm. eyes on me equals more potential customers equals more money. Mm -hmm. But the Mm -hmm. fact of the matter is there's a lot of people that follow you on these sites and they're just there to see the free shit. Like whatever little crumbs and and scraps that you throw out there for free, that's Mm -hmm. all they care to see. You know, Mm -hmm. they, they look at that, they acknowledge it. Okay, cool. That's nice. And then they move on. So it, it really does come down to taking these concepts of, all right, I have all these eyes on me. What are ways in which I could monetize this number of people? Mm. It's not just going to be a direct one-to-one translation of more followers equals more money. It's going to be, I have more followers. Now, what can I do to get these followers to spend money on me? It's not going to be automatic. Yeah. Because I find it interesting, like, girls always put the facade hey, are consistently making that money that first was made. Like you might hear, like for example, when they talked about Jimmy Smack, they said Jimmy Smack made a million. And I told somebody it was on another episode, I said he made that one time. I said the difficulty of making a million with this business off of sales is very difficult and to be able to maintain that. And I told him, I said, trust me, after that one, that, that one month he got that, it was a huge drop off. And you kind of see it now because he didn't disappear. You feel what I'm saying? And um, to me, I think the biggest mistake that a lot of people make is that they don't understand the difference between customers and followers. They try to lump them together. What, you know what I'm saying? A followers person just follows you. They just watch them. Like you said, they want the free shit. You want customers. And a lot of times they put more stock into those followers than they do their own customers. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think without a clear distinction between the two on a platform like OnlyFans, for example. You could see mm-hmm. who's buying what. You could see who's subscribed for free, who's subscribed for, mm-hmm. for money. And now you know, all right, these are the people that I'm going to cater to. These are the people that I'm going to appeal to. You know, I got mm-hmm. people on Twitter all the time telling me, you know, just tagging me and shit like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Well, if <laughs> I haven't seen... If I haven't seen any money coming from you, then why the fuck am I going to go out of my way to do some shit to to appeal to you, to appease you? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you've done nothing for me. But when I see yeah. people who pay, who are willing to pay, who have consistently been paying subscribers to mm-hmm. my websites, uh, subscribers to my many vids channels, of uh, people mm. who watch on X videos Red or Pornhub Premium, the actual mm. money making platforms, when mm. enough of them get together and say, "Work with this girl, work with mm. um, th- you know, do this type of scene," mm. then I'm going to put more stock into it. Then I'm going to pay more attention to it because I know that's a direct path to monetization. Yeah, 
because it's kind of like to me, like even when I have like fans and they is it's the first two, first three, four messages, I'm cool. But after you get to five and start asking questions, it, it, that, that's when you had the question come out. Okay, did you get a membership, sir? <laughs> I'm like, look, but my time is money. Did you get a membership? I'm like, if you want to chit chat, dog, send me like twenty dollars from PayPal. I'll give you about a good five minute conversation, bro. <laughs> so what I do, and I get a ton of DMs from guys, just regular guys, and they, it's always the same thing. How do I get into the industry? Mm-hmm. How do I do porn? How how do I get to where you're at? And you know, I got here over a period of years by mm-hmm. paying homage, being a student of the game, listening mm-hmm. to what other people were doing, watching what other people were doing, and then creating my own business plan, my own SWAT, my own mm-hmm. model of operation, and then following that. But guess what? These mm-hmm. guys do not want to fucking hear that. They don't want to hear that no, it's going to cost money, that it's going to be an investment of time, that, you know, it could take a while for it to pop off. I had a lot of things mm-hmm. go very right for me early on in my career, which allows me to be where I'm at now. Not everyone else is going to have those same opportunities that I did. Some people are going to have more opportunities. You know, I see producers uh, and, and people want to perform drop more money than I've ever touched in one mm-hmm. period of time on frivolous shit, getting mm-hmm. all sorts of cameras and lights and lenses and studio space and spending tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars and then mm-hmm. not doing anything with it, just letting it rot. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's sad to me. But, I, you know, I remember, you, you have uh, to know how to go about it. I remember it was a guy that I shot for. It was about many years ago. And um, he was paying the girls 300. He was getting like the loss. I mean, he had the straight equipment. Like for some of you people that that don't know camera, but the people that do know camera, the stabilizer, we talking about the old school, like a big ass steering wheel. I, that was the first time I ever saw it. He had that, you know what I'm saying? And he shot all these girls, right? And he come to me and my partner, he said, man, I'm not getting sales, I don't understand. But we are not using the same equipment but we was getting sales to him because he kept at the time we kept explaining to him, you might want to start shooting BBWs because that's what's getting hot right now. And because he was not entrenched in the industry, he didn't understand. He didn't pay attention. And 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 um how important it is to pay attention to trends because you talked about the numbers. We go in and look at the numbers. A lot of times, I talked to a couple of females. Some, a lot of them really look at their numbers and do an in-depth analysis of their sales. You know what I'm saying? How important it is to pay attention to your numbers when you go in there and not just looking to see how much you made. As a producer, I would say it's probably the most important thing that you could possibly do. Because at, like, from my standpoint, here's what I do at the beginning of every month. And here's some free game for those of you who want to get into production. Here's some free game for you. This is what I do. I go and I look back at every scene that I've done. And I add up number of sales. How many sales did I get on many vids? Direct, you know, business to consumer sales. How many times did it sell as a pay-per-view on OnlyFans? Again, direct business to consumer sales. 
on tube sites, all of them, mm-hmm. all the tube sites I'm on. How much money did I make in ad revenue from that one scene? I mm-hmm. add all of that up together, and then I look and I see whether or not I made my money back on it. Mm-hmm. Did I make back what I gave to the model? Did I make back mm-hmm. my production costs, things like testing and hotel, mm-hmm. um, if I had to hire someone to do camera, all that. Mm-hmm. And if a period of six months goes by after I release that scene, and I'm nowhere near making my money back, then I know that there was something that went wrong with that scene. And that allows mm-hmm. me to course correct. Maybe I just don't look good with that model and there wasn't any chemistry. Happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, no fault of the two people, but just as what it is. Uh, maybe the lighting was off. Maybe there mm-hmm. were issues with uh, the way it was shot. A- any number of reasons. And that will mm-hmm. allow you to look at it, to recognize and distinguish patterns between uh, the scenes that aren't doing as well and the ones that are. And Mm -hmm. then it'll give you a clearer path to, all right, so now if I continue to do this and continue to avoid doing that, I'm going to consistently make more money every single time I put out a scene. So it's time consuming, but it's important. Because even with like, for example, I told people, I said before tube sites was monetized, you use tube sites to gain traffic to your site with your trailers and the whole nine. Now, of course, the game didn't change because it's monetized. But uh, explain to people how you navigate the tube sites and how you use them to increase your business. So tube sites in particular, uh, you have to go about it in a way that makes sense for you. So, for example, let's take uh, X-Hamster, X-Videos, and Pornhub. Those are the main mm-hmm. tube sites right now. Yeah. Pornhub has the Model Hub program, but they're not paying people barely anything. It, yeah. You know, it, it's at the point where because of the issues with MasterCard and Visa, yeah. people who are trying to monetize through Model Hub are, they're like, oh, what the fuck? I'm on Pornhub. I should be making X amount of dollars, but I'm only making 100, 150. It's because the payout rate for that is so low right now. So what you would be better off doing is not using that platform, disregarding that platform, and focus on X-Hamster, which Mm -hmm. just recently has revamped the way that they do premium and ad revenue uh, monetization. Investigate it. Fap House. Now now, now their premium is called Fap Fap House, because I got an account on there. Yep, and uh, they, they just recently transitioned over from tokens which uh, the way that they would do that is you would have to buy tokens like it would be on a campsite and Mm -hmm. then you would do a direct sale of individual videos. Mm -hmm. Now it's a premium subscription service which generates money through ad revenue. Mm -hmm. So automatically off the bat, you know, I I don't mind talking numbers a little bit, but the the first time that the first month that I was on Fap House, I made, Mm -hmm. I think, $560 more than I did Mm -hmm. on my best month that it was called X-Hamster Premium. Yeah. So, and and that was just, you know, when in its beginning phase, and it's just trending upward from there. Yeah, because people don't realize sites sometimes go up and down. Like, I just noticed the X-Tube 
is going to be going off. It's going to be disappearing. Um, I because I have an account on XTube and I went there. And they said as of the twenty first, I think today, um, they're taking XTube down. You know, period. So people don't realize that some of these sites can disappear real fast, and that's the reason why you get multiple sites to put your stuff on multiple stuff for the sometimes. Absolutely, like you. And that's what I, I try to tell people when I'm talking to them for the first time. You know, I've had people come up to me and just be like, oh, I'm making such and such on OnlyFans. I'm like, that's cool. What else do you have? Oh, no, you know, I'm just good with doing the OnlyFans. You know, OnlyFans is real shaky as a platform. You know, yeah. there have been rumors and allegations of shit like money laundering. Uh, articles yeah. have been coming out about like underage people being on there. So it's this whole uh, kind of like concoction, this whole pot mm. of volatile areas which could just pop off at any second. Mm. You know, we could wake up tomorrow and OnlyFans could be gone. Yeah. Uh, and there have been people before who have kept money in their OnlyFans account because they didn't want to transfer it all to their bank right away. And then they just look at it one day and it's all gone. Account shut mm-hmm. down, OnlyFans keep yeah, them up. Yeah, I talked to some girls like that. They was like, they went on their OnlyFans, they couldn't get on it. They got an email saying that, it, that everybody subscribed, they sent their money back to them in the whole nine. And I was telling people the main reason why OnlyFans doing what they wanted doing this is because they're trying to become publicly traded. So people can understand, you can't be in the adult film business publicly traded. I can't name an adult film company that actually has stock on Wall Street that you can buy stock for. So it's just so happy that because they want to do the sex workers are going to take the brunt, going to take the brunt of that loss. And not only that, but OnlyFans never at any period in their lifespan as a company even advertised that they were for adult entertainment. Sex work. Yeah, because if you go on the OnlyFans site, all you see is, I mean, no disrespect, a bunch of white faces and a bunch of PG shit. You, it, they, they cooking, they dish. You don't see no sex work shit on the site, on their feed, to show you what's updated and all that. And they don't have a yeah, 2257. And I've been telling people, the sites that had 2257, they're made for sex workers. This was never made for sex workers. They just took advantage of it. Yeah, and it, it became one of the, uh, probably the biggest platform to monetize your, your sex work and the adult mm-hmm. entertainment industry. And Honestly, that that was done against the wishes of OnlyFans. OnlyFans just never had the foresight to put in their terms of service no adult content allowed. Yeah. And then by the time that it became the face of DIY at-home porn, it was too yeah. late for them to go back on it. And to truth be told, it was making them too much money. Yeah. So now they're yeah. they're looking for, I feel personally that they're looking for an exit strategy. Yeah, they're looking they for a way where they could keep as much of their fan base, as much of their money as possible, but just transition out of the porn world. Yes. And that started when the celebrities got wind of OnlyFans. It, oh, it, they, they said, we finally got what we wanted. We got Cardi B. We got Suki Hana. We got Tiger showing his dick. We got to get these bitches off of here. We got to get these bitches off of here, man. We, we fucking up. We got to get these bitches off of here. That's what I think exactly happened. Because they didn't think the celebrities were made to compete with Patreon. They, the best way that we can beat Patreon is if we allow you to directly 
upload your videos versus with Patreon, you got to go through a third party like Vimo or YouTube, you know, period. So they figured that would be the best way to compete. Not realizing that would attract the, the sex workers to your site because they could do that. <laughs> you know, the yeah, most they it, could do... It, it, and the, the ability on OnlyFans too, you know, they have other features which are more reminiscent of a campsite. So things like OnlyFans yeah. Live, Going Live, that whole shit. And mm-hmm. it, it it's very clearly not made or designed or engineered to be a porn friendly platform but people just kind of saw the opportunity there and ran with it and i'm not mad at anybody that did but now it's at the point where you know we see the articles coming out we see uh the the reports of only fans and the leaks of them saying we want to have an ipo you know we we want to be publicly traded mm-hmm. the writing is on the wall so I'm yeah. not mad at you if you're on OnlyFans, if you jumped on the wave, but now is the time to really consider what your other options are. Where yeah. else can you take your content, run with it, and make money off of it? Because OnlyFans is not going to be around forever. Nothing is. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because even one of the old sites, one of the, I call them the big three. When I came in the game, it was Rude, Summer Charles, and Clips for Sale. That was it. Summer Charms is still here, surprisingly, because I thought they were going to be gone, because not a lot of people use it anymore. Clip for sale, I knew that wasn't going nowhere because they're too grandfathered in. But Rue shocked me that they went away. First, they changed the platform, and then they just took the platform. And Rude was a moneymaker, and one of the first sites that actually involved camming, because they had voyeurism in the whole nine, you know, period. So it kind of was like Rude was... Only fans before only fans. You get what I'm saying? But it was made for porn. And um, I remember my wife, I used to get mad at my never become a producer on that bitch. They made it hard for you to become a producer. You know what I'm saying? My wife had it only I was feeling sick. <laughs> <laughs> because it was good money. I mean, I ain't gonna front. That rude was very good money. So, with that um because we were talking you when it comes to traffic how does someone increase their traffic if they're having a traffic flow how do they increase their traffic how do you increase yours well what i do is i study the trends i look at Mm. what is going on in the porn world in general because if you think Mm. back to let's say 2008 2008 2009 cuckolding Mm was not in anyone's vocabulary. Hell no. There, there, there was maybe like a, a video or two floating around sometimes where people like would look at it and, you know, it would be cool. But it was not a mainstay public thing that was super, super popular. Now, you know, mm. 2021, cuckolding is one of the biggest categories on a lot of these sites. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, by taking advantage of that and just seeing that that is the trend that's hot right now, I make mm-hmm. cuckolding videos. I make them mm-hmm. and I put them out and they do pretty damn well for themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, following because... the trends is a big as a big way to get traffic to you. Yeah. Go ahead. And piggyback on that, back in the day, um, like for example, when I adjusted to doing, you know, interracial. It was around, I think, 2010. That's when you start seeing 
the, the black porn, white porn to now interracial porn. You know what I'm saying? And um, and I and, and it was funny because you here's the funny part. You different from now. Back then, you had a lot of black male times that didn't want to shoot with white girls. Now them same ones, you can't keep them away from them. <laughs> Because they because they saw the trend, they understood. Okay, the game is changing to this, you know. Period. And do you think people really, really pay attention to trends, or is it just the people that take it serious? Do you think the people, like just the normal Ellen fans, do they really pay attention to the trends, and or even understand it? And you know, the I don't think so. And the irony of it is, if you just joined OnlyFans real quick to to make some quick money that is a trend in itself the whole yeah. amateur content creator uh just the regular girl next door setting up a camera dildo in herself or the guy just like jerking off in front of a window or something that is a trend that is yeah. something that is just coming out of this year because i feel like a lot of people have seen all the big mainstream productions and what they have to offer. Yeah. Good lighting, good cameras, two beautiful people fucking like crazy going at it. And it's so oversaturated with that market that a lot of people feel like they've seen it already. But, oh, mm-hmm. wait, hold up. There's this girl who kind of looks like this girl I had a crush on in high school, and she got OnlyFans. Uh. And... You know, I could just kind of inject myself into this fantasy and be like, oh, yeah, you know, this looks just like that girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's at her at her own house doing her mm-hmm. own thing and it's hot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that they are a part of that trend. And for yeah. right now, it's ingrained. It's entrenched. It's here to stay for a little bit. Eventually, mm-hmm. something something new and crazy is going to come along and people are going to jump on that train. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a matter yeah. of what is it? What's it going to be? Yeah, because even to the point that I was saying now, it used to be that the amateur was the, the, the minority when it came to porn of how we shot, how we moved. Now the amateur dictates the professional. Do you think you'll ever get the professional dictate the amateur? I think so. I think it will once we've reached a, a like a critical mass. So mm-hmm. right now, we have a lot of people doing pro, a ton of people doing amateur, and mm-hmm. that scale is sliding more and more towards the amateur people being in the majority. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's going to get to the point where people are like, you know, this shit is not very well produced. The lighting isn't very good. The camera is shaky as hell. I want to go <laughs> watch, like, a well-produced I want to watch Peter King Productions. I want to watch Peter King Productions. <laughs> I want to watch BCM Triple X with Cal. You know, because I keep telling everybody, every, no matter how much they love amateur, they always come back to the profession. Because, you know, it looks better and it creates more of a fantasy versus reality. Because everybody takes a break from reality. Even, even when, like, for example, you got all these reality shows, but yet your top show at one point was the Big Bang Theory. You get what I'm saying? Outdoing love and hip hop. Why? Because people love that that storytelling. They love yeah, so, theatrics. You know what I'm saying? 
sometimes people, you know, they're going to go for the amateur thing because they think it's hot and they're with it. But at the mm. end of the day, ultimately, I think a well-crafted experience is going to always kind of come out on top. So right now we're at the point where things are sliding more towards amateur and it's going to continue to trend that way for a little bit. You know, I'm, I monetize it. You know, I sometimes mm. just being my girl, it's like, all right, you know, let me throw the camera on, just throw my phone mm. on, just doing back shots, no watermark, nothing. Just throw that mm. shit up on on uh, Pornhub or something. Oh, would you look at that? I got 5 million views, money in my pocket. But mm. that's not going to be my primary source of business. I'm going to take advantage of that trend for right now mm. because it's yeah. making me money. But I know that in the long term, people are always going to come back to a quality product that's well made. Yeah, because if you don't believe that, people, go to the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do we go to the movies? Why everybody shoot movies like they did Blair Witch? Project? Because funny Blair Witch Project started a whole genre of that POV movie, and I didn't see some very very spectacular POV movies. Like the latest one I saw was through a door lens, like you look like the peephole, and that movie was hot as shit, yo. <laughs> it was a horror film. And everything happened on the porch. You know and what I'm saying? Even, even that, like, you know, we had something like Blair Witch Project, which got made on a budget of like $1,000, you know, mm-hmm. just very off the cuff, unscripted. And then we had other movies that spawned from that and evolved from that, and a movie like Cloverfield. Cloverfield yeah. cost millions and millions and millions of dollars to make. So mm-hmm. it's, it has this amateur look, but with the professional shine to it the professional yeah. clarity and cleanliness and yeah. i feel like that is also where porn is going where mm-hmm. people are going to want to make it seem like oh you know this really is a couple getting together and fucking and they're doing it mm-hmm. at their house and it's real and it's authentic it's romantic and it's hot mm-hmm. but it's going to be shot in a way that is clean and professional and just looks like a finished product oh yeah now, I'm going to tell you this. I had a question that was sent to me a couple of days ago via email. And the question that was asked was, why you never did a fan video? I said, because my female, one, I don't fuck dudes, and my female fans don't want to be on camera. <laughs> I ever go for it. Females get away with doing the fan videos, but we, 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 we can't find fans that want to get in front of the camera with us like that. Unless they're trying to get into business, literally. Yeah, uh, I, I've done a fan video before. Uh, there was a chick who Lucky hit you. me up. <laughs> and she hit I me wish. up and she was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be staying in New York for a couple days. I want to do a video with you. Like, okay, you know, talk the particulars, did it, uh, filmed it. Everything came out good. I put it out. It didn't really do much for me. Mm-hmm. It, you know, people just saw it as another scene. Just because mm-hmm. I called it Peter King fucks a fan, yeah. how how do they know that that's authentic or that's genuine in any yeah. any like meaningful way? Yeah, yeah. So but you know when when a when a girl and his indictment to you because you do so much professional work that they automatically assume that she probably was a professional model. That that that's also correct, and I think part of it too is, and you know this is this is the crazy part. You know I'm gonna put on my tinfoil hat, go on a little conspiracy theory here. Um, <laughs> There's 
the a lot of the girls who put up a video and say, "Oh, lucky fan, who's the next fan who wants to fuck me?" Yeah. I feel like the majority of those are male talent. Yeah. Are just like guys that they shot with before, guys that they know from working in the industry, but mm-hmm. since their face isn't being shown, they could say that's fucking anybody as long as you don't yeah. have like recognizable tattoos or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be anybody's dick. Yeah. So uh, the the girls will do that and say that as a marketing strategy, because now it, you know now it's getting these guys ideas like, oh, if I subscribe to OnlyFans or if I subscribe to a website, yeah. maybe I could be the next fan. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that she's not really out here fucking fans, she's out here fucking no. professional. Like the, perfect example, the perfect example, Marie. I do not believe that majority of guys that she be fucking talking about these are fans from a membership site. Or, or or actual fans because I actually knew one of the guys that she shot with my man Mr. Star. He was not a fan. He was trying to break into business, and a lot of these guys I see are trying to break into the business. But she used that model to attract clientele. You feel what I'm saying? Which is not a bad model because we dumb as fuck anyway. We believe anything. <laughs> oh, I, got I can fuck Carter Maria as a fan with my little dick. No, she's not going to pick you. She, she's not. She's no, no. Even the fans they pick is not a real fan fuck, meaning they literally choose the best out of the best of their fans to fuck. They just don't pick to do that one the contest. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like I, I, I respect it as a monetization model, and I think it makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. if you got all these dudes hitting you up to fuck anyway, you might as well be like, oh, you know, I do fuck a fan contest on my website. If you mm-hmm. subscribe, then, you know, maybe you'll get get a chance. Why mm-hmm. not? <laughs> the guys who are gonna want to subscribe and they're they're like that thirsty for it and they think it's real and it's genuine, they'll do it. Yeah. Absolutely, they'll do it. Most so definitely. take advantage, take advantage, make your money, secure that bag. I'm mad at you. Amen. Amen. So tell about where they can find you, Mr. King. Oh, Mr. King can be found on Peter'sKingdom.com, on RawWhiteMeat.com. You can catch me on Twitter at Peter King, P-R-O-D-U-1. You can catch me on Instagram, produced by Peter. You can catch me on all the major tube sites, Pornhub, X-Hamster, X-Videos, OnlyFans, at Peter King Productions across the board. See, say no more. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? You didn't learn anything, people. Smoke that over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, Mr. King. And the next time we hook up, we're going to be on Spotify Green Room, and y'all better show the fuck up. Hell yeah, we're going to do it live. Amen. Take care, buddy. Always a pleasure. Later, man.